Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Uh, I'm so happy to be with you this morning, and we're just going to dive right in. Um, This week, I was coming to work, and I was walking across the bridge, and I just felt like I heard the Holy Spirit say, gather all the vessels, and I just had that story of Elijah and the widow well up in my heart. And so I feel like it's a word for us as a family. And I just want to take a look at that passage this morning. Okay, so let's all open up to 2 Kings chapter 4. And we'll start in verse 1. And it says, um, Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what have you in the house? And she said, your servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels and not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. And as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live off the rest. And, you know, this this story is a prophetic picture of what it means to be a new covenant believer. And we know in the new covenant, we are vessels created for glory. So we are the vessels. Human beings, humanity is the vessels that have been created to house the presence of the living God. And we know all throughout scripture, oil represents the Holy Spirit. And so we are the vessels designed and handcrafted to carry the oil of the Holy Spirit. And you know, in the old covenant, the people of God were commanded to set the tabernacle in the middle of Israel's camp because the presence of God, even in the old covenant, the presence longed to be in the center of life, longed to be in the midst of his people. And in in the new covenant, the Lord literally created a way through the sacrifice of Jesus for no longer the presence would dwell in a temple. It would no longer dwell in a special meeting. It would no longer dwell in a building. The presence of God would dwell in the center of his people. His presence would be in our midst. And out of all the places he could have put the kingdom, He chose to put the kingdom within us. And the kingdom is, the Bible says, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
So we are actually housing the whole of the Holy Spirit with the kingdom within us. And so what we're learning from this passage is how to live with an expectation of oil. And, you know, before we were born again, our humanity kept us from the presence of God, our flesh, our sin, that we were actually so broken and twisted. And we see all throughout the story of the Old Testament that we kept missing it, missing it, missing it. Sin literally means to miss the mark. And our vessels actually became, the Bible says, vessels of destruction. We were, we were housing not life, but death. And in order to become a vessel of life, a house for the living God, we had to be born again. <laughs> and you remember what Nicodemus said. He's like, Jesus, that's impossible. How could I enter my mother's womb a second time? And it's, it's literally an impossible experience. It's so impossible, Jesus called, called it, he compared it to a camel fitting through the eye of a needle. And so literally to be born again, it, it costs us everything. The road is so narrow that we actually have to abandon everything that wants to find us. We have to be born again from the top of our head to the tip of our toes. Every part of our identity, every part of our DNA has to go into the womb of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is what makes the impossibility of a camel fitting through the eye of a needle possible. And so what can't fit there, what no longer defines you, when you say yes to the gospel, you are saying yes to no longer allowing any natural part of your identity to be your point of definition. That's how we get into the kingdom. So Paul described it like this, even the beautiful things of, I was a, I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. I was born into the most elite part of my culture. I, had, I was perfect and flawless in this way. And he says, and now I consider it rubbish because of the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. And so the process of sanctification is the process of realizing my history no longer defines me. My trauma no longer defines me. That we're, we're no longer defined by the family we grew up in, the region we grew up in, how much money we have, the things we're good at, our gifts, our talents, our, skill, our skills, the color of our skin, the amount in our bank account. All of that has to go so low into such a narrow gate that it no longer becomes our defining point. And you know, the Bible says, do not store up for yourself treasure on the earth, but store up for yourself treasure in heaven where moth cannot come in, where the thief cannot come in and steal and kill and destroy. And so we, we get into the kingdom by allowing all of our worth to be moved into heaven that my value, the worth of who I am, exists first in heaven. And we, we are laid onto the chest of a good, perfect father. And he takes everything that violated love, everything that fell short, our earthly identity fell short 
of our true worth, of true glory that could only be found in the presence of glory himself, the person of the Holy Spirit. And our one defining factor, our point of definition became, I am the house of God. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. And your humanity no longer was a curse, but, but a beauty that, that now it manifests and exudes the presence of the living God. So it was all stripped down to get into the kingdom. And once we're in the kingdom, once we're inside the Father's house, our creator starts defining the uniqueness about who we are, the heritage in who we are. He redeems and touches and restores everything about a broken vessel that wasn't working. And he, he begins to accentuate what makes you you, what makes you unique on the earth, what, what makes the color of your skin beautiful, what makes your gifts and talents reflect him and manifest him. And you no longer used your humanity to be a vessel of destruction, but now we are vessels of life. We are vessels of glory. And you know, we now, look at vessels and know what is within me is the solution to what is missing. And Elijah, uh, you know, told the widow, go get all the empty vessels from your neighbors. And this widow now wasn't just surrounded by her own emptiness, that she had nothing but this little bit of oil. She was also surrounded by the emptiness of her neighbors they also had empty vessels. And you know, poverty has an opinion about what's gonna happen to those empty vessels. Hatred has an opinion about what's gonna happen to those empty vessels. Uh, abandonment, neglect, rejection, uh, hopelessness. The, these are all uh, the life force of the enemy that wants to prophesy about what's about to happen to the emptiness in these vessels. But the oil of the Holy Spirit has an opinion about what happens to emptiness. And that, you know, when we choose to not diminish our own emptiness and the emptiness we see in society, the emptiness we see in our neighbors, when we actually choose to see that emptiness, we have the opportunity to allow the expectation of the Holy Spirit, the expectation of the oil within us to start to rise because nothing in the kingdom pours out on a budget. Justice in the kingdom does not pour out on a budget. And there are so many injustices right now in our nation, in our lives, popping up all around us. And in the kingdom, when we focus on one injustice, it does not diminish another. In the kingdom, everything has its source in abundance, in overflow. Uh, Jesus said the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. And so we are vessels of abundance and our starting point is knowing there's enough for me. There's enough for me. And when you know there's enough for you, 
you know there's enough for the person in front of you. You know there's enough for the problem in front of you. That he is the God of endless supply. And you know, the, the greatest injustice we, we could live with in this hour of human history is to be a people that lives with measure, that rations out how much of heaven we give, <laughs> how much of glory we give, how much of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we don't believe there's enough for my personal story, for the injustice in my own personal story, in your own personal story, we will live with reservation when uh, the emptiness of our neighbor is set before us. And, and we will choose to start to diminish their pain instead of validating their pain. Because when you know there's enough oil for every barren place, you can validate what's in front of you. You can see the reality of what's in front of you and you can cup it in your hands and you, you can live with an expectation of there is enough oil for that. There is enough of heaven for that. And you know, there is literal hell on the earth. Right now, the source of evil is running rampant on the earth and the heaven in us is longing and aching. The Christ in us, the oil of the Holy Spirit is aching to be positioned in the center of that hell. <laughs> that light has its finest hour in the darkness. And we, you know, we can look at emptiness, look at injustice and know I have the answer living and breathing on my insides. There is enough oil for that. And I just, I just have felt challenged. Gather all the vessels, gather every injustice you can find, gather all the emptiness because I am pouring out oil without reservation. And this widow, the more she poured, the more came out. And we, we have very intentionally been planted as oaks of righteousness by streams of living water. We've been planted at the source. We, we've been planted inside the person, the fountain of everything needed to live full. And you know, when we live with measure, we're living out of our humanity instead of out of the oil that's within us. We are the vessel and the Holy Spirit is the oil and he never runs dry. And the emphasis is not on our capacity as vessels. The emphasis is on his capacity as an ending, unending, cannot exhaust, measureless God. And you know, the very heart of the kingdom is wrapped around the beauty of this fulfillment of living aware of the heaven we release is not wrapped up in our ability to get it right. It, it is all about his promise to be the sufficiency he paid such an extravagant price to be. And we get to live at the headwaters in the very center of the source. And so when we bump into places where we're living with a closed fist or we're diminishing one, uh, one area of life so that we can feel like we're exalting another, we're living with measure. We're not living according to the ways of the kingdom. And you know, one morning 
and got up early and I made my pot of coffee and I went to the laundry room and I had my glass cup and I put it under the faucet and as the water started to pour into my cup, the bottom of the cup literally just fell out and the water was just pouring through the bottom of the cup and I heard the Holy Spirit say, there is no bottom to me and there will be no bottom to you that he is the God who cannot be measured. And we get to be the people who live inside the immeasurable presence of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, an outpouring of oil is what every deficit needs. We don't, we don't need anything beyond an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it's gonna manifest differently through this vessel than it's gonna manifest through your vessel. But the answer is an outpouring of oil and he pours it out without reservation. And the fight of our life is to stay centered on this God who is more than enough. That our entire life, our entire existence, us hitting the mark in our hour of history looks like us staying centered on the oil of the Holy Spirit, the healing balm of the Holy Spirit. And we put a demand on what we're aware of. And so when, when he is saying, gather all the vessels, he's saying, put a demand on my oil. Expect more than enough to come gushing out. And you know, one of the stories in this season in the Bible that I keep returning to is the story of the father with the two sons. And remember one of his sons made uh, terrible choices and took his inheritance early and went and just blew it all. And he, he returns and the father lavishes him with a ring and a robe. And the Bible says he kissed him over and over and over and he welcomed him home. And remember in the story, the older brother gets jealous and angry and push, is pushed to the out, outskirts in the field. And, you know, the part I keep just revisiting is the father finds that older brother out in the field and is like, why aren't you in the party? Why aren't you celebrating? Your brother was lost and now he's found. And, you know, the older brother says, I, I have been in this house I have never left working and striving for you and you've never once thrown me a party. And the father's response to him is, you have always been with me. Everything that's mine is yours. But this brother was lost and now he's found and we have to celebrate. And you know, the heart of the message is, is keeping the presence, the oil of presence as the center goal of our life. In, in everything we're navigating, the presence being more than enough is the center of the way that we walk with God, that he is the God whose presence is our answer. He, he doesn't say we won't walk through fire. He doesn't apologize for the way that he treated uh, the younger brother differently than the older brother. Because our place of security in the father is not found in equal treatment. I, I cannot look at your story 
and discover who I'm supposed to be in the Father's house. You can't look at my story and discover who you're uniquely designed to be in the Father's house. It takes looking at the Father to determine who are you in this house? Who are you in this kingdom? And in the Father's house, you know, we are made one because we're all in the Holy Spirit, because we're in the Father. We live in the Godhead. So we're not one because we all receive the same ring or we all receive the same robe or we all look like each other. We're, we're not one because I have to diminish who you are to feel validated in who I am. No, we are one because we all have equal access to the presence. We have equal access to the oil. In this moment in your life, you will, you will never have more access to the presence of God than you do in this moment right now. With all your faults, with all your flaws, with all the things you're working out, you will never have more access, you will never have less access to the presence of oil, to the presence of everything needed to walk triumphantly than you do in this moment right now. Because your humanity, the vessel of you, if you're getting it right or getting it wrong, will never be what determines oil living on the inside of you. That, you know, Paul called it, who has bewitched you that you would ever believe a gospel other than the one that there was one way to access the presence and it was through the blood of Jesus. There will never be another way, not your striving, not your performing. When you get more of a right mindset, when that breakthrough finally comes, when that prophetic word comes true, you will never have more access to the presence of oil, the presence, the, the ability and the capacity to house the limitless supply of oil, the limitless supply of the Holy Spirit than you have right here in this moment. And when we put the, process, the, the presence off to a future season, or we look back and we think, oh man, I wish I could get back to that one season with the Lord. It was so rich and so sweet We've missed the beauty of the gospel, that Jesus paid the price for fullness now, for fullness of access, fullness of presence right now in this moment, in this season of your story. And so he is inviting us to, to gather every empty place. When you, when you bump in to the emptiness inside of you, the emptiness of the person in front of you, there is enough grace to validate it, to pull it close like Jesus says and whisper, there's enough for you. There's enough presence that will never run dry. And what Jesus wants us to be confident in is, is that nothing about our humanity would be defining our worth. Nothing about our humanity would be qualifying us to be vessels of glory. And that we wouldn't feel insecure when we see the robe of our brother. We wouldn't feel insecure when we see our brothers and sisters within the Father's house looking so different than us, that we would be able to celebrate the diversity because our oneness doesn't come from looking like each other, it comes from looking like the Father. 
And you know, we never say to children, oh, your dad looks like you. No, we, we say to children, you look like your dad. You look like the one that you come from, you. You, you are manifesting him in a way that nobody else in all of human history will have the capacity to release the oil of his presence like you have the capacity. And so we, we need you to be the vessel of glory, the vessel of the presence, and that we would be the people of God. You know, the earth is groaning it's literally groaning. And even as we were worshiping this morning, I, I felt Jesus whisper, baby, my earth is groaning and they're groaning for oil. They're groaning for the oil of the living God, the oil of the Holy Spirit that literally soothes and satisfies every aching, dry, longing, traumatized, neglected part of who we are. And it so fully redeems and restores that when we actually see hell on the earth, we no longer withdraw and hide in a corner, but we see it as our destiny. When, when we see the literal activity of the demonic, the literal activity of hell, the oil within us, is propelled to move within it, to go and release the heaven within us without reservation. And, and the oil poured out one vessel at a time. And you know, Jesus modeled this so beautifully. Who is the person in front of you? Pour out oil there. Who is the person in front of you? Do you have two minutes with them? Be present. Give the presence inside of you space to be present because the way that we release heaven on the earth is to be present in heaven and on the earth at the same exact time. It's what Jesus modeled for us. He said, the kingdom is at hand. Why? Because the king was present with the father fully in heaven and he was present fully on the earth. So if the greatest gift the Godhead gave us was his presence. The greatest gift in this hour of history, the most generous gift we can give the world around us is presence. Not, not Facebook posts. We're not gonna change the world like one Facebook post at a time. We change the world eyeball to eyeball. I'm gonna be present with you one person at a time. And we bump into their emptiness. And because we've tasted and seen there's enough for me, we can look in their eyes and say, there's enough for you. There's oil that will never run dry. Bring me your emptiness. We can say to a nation, bring me your emptiness. There's enough for you. So I just bless you guys. I bless you to uniquely be those vessels. Gather every empty vessel because our expectancy is there's more than enough. And as we pour, it's just gonna keep getting, getting more and more full. It's impossible for this oil to be diminished. It's impossible for the presence of the living God to be diminished. I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.